Welcome to the Universal Dancer Podcast with your host, Leslie Zare, author of The Alchemy of Dance and The Alchemia Remedies, coming to you from Cairo, Egypt, the ancient land of Chem. Journey with us to explore sacred dance, the sacred arts, the mystical and the magical. Join a community of like-minded souls seeking to understand the cosmic dance of co-creation through the sacred arts. Come along and expand your mind, ignite your creativity, and explore something new and something old. Welcome. Welcome to episode 21 of the Universal Dancer podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Zare, and my guest tonight is Banafshe Sayed. So let me jump right in and introduce you to my guest. Banafshe Sayed is a master Persian sacred dancer, choreographer, transformational teacher, and founder of Dance of Oneness, a deeply profound and highly accessible spiritual teacher of embodiment. Banashe performs and teaches internationally, initiating people into the wisdom of their bodies. Her signature style of holy wildness, infused with ancient wisdom, ignites transformation and illumination in all those who watch her and dance with her from around the globe. Banafshe invites the dancer within to remember, reclaim, and resource the innate healing intelligence streaming through us and spiraling all around us. Her easeful instruction and welcoming spirit empowers students from all stages of life to feel a true sense of belonging in their bodies and passion in their lives by integrating wisdom teachings proven throughout the ages. She is among the few bearers of authentic Persian dance in the world and a pioneer in creating a liberated feminine expression in the Sufi dance genre previously performed only by men. Her modality, Dance of Oneness, is dance as a spiritual path and science of embodiment. It facilitates a way to embody the flame of love, loving ourself and our body so we can live more fully and love with the whole of our being. Dance of Oneness fuses three streams, the art of dance, rigorous technique and self-expression, healing, and wisdom teachings. With a master's of fine arts in dance and choreography from UCLA and a master's in Chinese medicine, Banafshe is dedicated to individual and collective healing through conscious dance. Her award-winning work has been presented in North America, Europe, and Australia. Her dance film, In the Fire of Grace with Andrew Harvey, traces Rumi's journey of the soul and dance. Based in Topanga, California, Banafshe performs and teaches across North America and Europe at well-known centers. The Los Angeles Times said of her, part whirling dervish, part flamenco femme fatale, sensuous and audacious, Banafshe's dance is a mesmerizing foray into the body as trance mechanism, a DNA strand, supple, fluid, and noble, come to life. And Deepak Chopra says, Banafshe is one of the greatest sacred dancers I have seen. Let's Welcome, Banafshe, to the show. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to be with you. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to speak to another sacred dancer. So <laughs> I've been looking forward to this conversation. 
And uh, well, let's jump right in. So I always like to ask where you were first introduced to dance. When did you first begin dancing? Well, I uh, danced always. Uh, as far back as I can remember, I danced. You know, the earliest memories I have myself are dancing memories. But um, I was not schooled in dance because uh, even though I come from a lineage of performing artists, uh, because of the stigma dance carries in my culture, which is the Persian culture, I was not schooled in dance. Yet I trained myself. I danced all the time. I created dances and I had this regimen for myself that was quite strict. And it was a daily regimen that I created um, knowing that my body needed to become that instrument to express what I could see and feel and dream about. But I think that's important. I mean, we'll get into this more deeply, but I think dancing for yourself is important. I think that's a whatever the restriction is, but um, I think that very often we get into performance and we forget about ourselves. So having that practice that is your own, that you're dancing for yourself, I think that that's really an important part of, of at least of sacred dance. Um, I would hope that all dancers would do that for themselves, but I think especially to have that time alone or that time with you and the divine uh, is important in in sacred dance at least yeah I love what you're saying and uh, it, dance was my one of my passions the other passion was for the divine so so that's that's over time what I began to really dance for and with you know it was like these two, passions, these two flames just came together. And the journey of them coming together was both amazing and beautiful and very, very difficult and challenging. But, you know, over time, dance became my way to commune with the, with the divine, with the mystery, and become a channel for this mystery to express in the world. What do you, how do you define sacred dance or Many people call it sacred dance or conscious dance or a spirit spiritual practice. How would you define it and 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 why? what what goes into that? I love that question. Sacred dance uh, to me is 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 a is a way to connect with with the mystery, connect with the mystery, that which animates but is not seen. it's a it's a way to a journey into the mystery and it's not it's of course one aspect of it is the self connecting with the mystery and the other aspect is becoming a channel for it to express in the world so it so that it can be shared with others so it's both a deep connection and a surrendering to that which you're making this deep connection with and also experiencing the the magic and the mystery within yourself, not just connecting with that transcendental divinity, but also awakening the imminent divinity. And I think it's interesting in dance, uh, let's say in sacred dance, to have that experience of, of being guided or, or something moving through you. To me, this is 
what sacred dance is, is, is when the choreographer is the divine and, and begins to move my body. And I do think I, I, I share that same view of, of those two passions coming together for dance and for spirituality and how they came together in sacred dance. But I think that the divine does express itself through creativity that that can be, maybe that is what creativity is, is the divine trying to express itself. So I'm not an artist in, in any other way. I don't paint, I don't write poetry or, or any of these things, but for me, that's what it is. For me, that's how, that's how I would define the sacred or what sacred dance is, is that feeling of the divine moving through you and moving your body. And it's a very unique experience to to be moved i suppose because very often our our dances come from something external like choreography perhaps that we're watching somebody else or even we're listening to music and deciding what movements we should do but for me that sacred dance really is about letting the divine creating that opening and allowing that the divine to come through and to move you. Surrendering, becoming the instrument and being danced. That's that's how I see it. But then the question um, is what what is how do you define the how do you define divinity? How do you define divine energy? So we have different ways of connecting with this mystery, with the source of existence. So that's that's why I feel some people may call what you and I are calling sacred dance conscious movement. So all of these sort of go together, I feel. Yet I remember um, doing my, uh, when I was doing my MFA in dance, Masters of Fine Arts in Dance at UCLA, um, my um, the faculty I was working with, who I love very much, were all postmodern choreographers. And when from the very beginning I said, my interest is sacred dance, they would just look at me and go like, what are you talking about? Everything is sacred. <laughs> And I was like, yes, everything is sacred, absolutely. But to make a point of that is what I'm interested in, to, to awaken that in people when they watch me. I'm not interested in people looking at someone saying, oh, you're so beautiful, you move so well. I'm more interested in taking them on a journey where they can just kind of move into the unknown and open themselves to something bigger, something new, something unknown. And um, so it was a challenge. It was a challenge and a good challenge because here I was in front of people who um, view dance differently. And I was um, trying and working on how do I communicate to them what I'm interested in, the, where, they th where they feel, oh, sacred dance. That, that's probably something that people do when they don't really have dance technique. So it was like a very interesting um, conversation and ongoing um, exploration. And how did they, how did they react in the end? Did they, did they get what you were, <laughs> where you were going with this? Yeah, they did actually. They did. Um, I remember one of them saying, "Oh, I see." So. Um, a lot of a lot of dance, um, much like other modern arts, a lot of modern dance, a lot of postmodern dance, 
expresses the angst, expresses the um, the tensions of living in you know in the contemporary world. And I absolutely respect and love that because it it's a window, <clears throat> a reflection of what is happening. But for me, um, what I'm interested in and and the kind of art that I really respond to, really the kind of art that touches my heart is the one that reminds us of something different. Of, it reminds us of beauty, of truth, of love, and inspires us to, to activate more and more of that aspect of our being. So the closest that one of them came to, to understanding my work was, oh, so you're coming from a place of love. And you want to expand that instead of coming from a place of tension and angst and concern and worry and uh, reflecting that. So I was like, sure, yes, why not? <laughs> I'll that take sounds it. Good. I'll take that. <laughs> uh huh. And I think you brought up a really important point. For me, it's kind of the the crux of the whole thing is surrender, and. I think personally, the reason that I came to Egypt, to the Middle East, was to learn that concept of surrender, because having been lived the first part of my life in the United States, that concept, I, I didn't encounter that concept before. It was always about control, and we were expected to control and be responsible for everything, and so coming to the Middle East and encountering surrender. And I think that that's what allowed me to go into the dance. And and the, the dance modality that I downloaded, the alchemy of dance, that's what it is, is that we need ways to practice surrender. Because in our lives, generally, we are expected to control and even sometimes to control the outcomes of things. So this was a concept that that I I stepped into and and it made perfect sense to me but I didn't know it it wasn't a part of my life I see people in Egypt living with that concept of surrendering and surrendering to the divine and inshallah things are going to happen tomorrow you know and I didn't but it wasn't a part of me so I needed a way to be able to practice that and I found that through dance because I could. I could surrender to the music. I could listen to the music and allow the music to move through me or just be receptive, and which is a very feminine quality. And again, I think that that's why it's so foreign to, to, to Western cultures is because it's a feminine quality and that isn't something that's, that's very prevalent in, in Western culture. So um, for me, the alchemy of dance is all about a practice that can teach you how to surrender. And I needed that. And, and that's why I, I, that was brought to me and I could practice it. And I think that this is, again, I'm, I haven't experienced your dance, but I'm guessing because you have that philosophy of surrender, that it's a very similar thing in that you you can use it as a practice perhaps to learn how to do that, to surrender. 
Yes, um, what I'm uh, very interested in, how I would define what, um, you know, the dance that, uh, the modality that I've created, uh, which you gave a, a, a little introduction to when you introduced me, Dance of Oneness, um, is about training, developing the chalice, the cup of our body, so that when, so that we're strong enough and flexible enough and tender enough and fierce enough, all of those things coming together. And then so that when you're able to surrender, you're surrendering with, with a chalice that has been developed and ready so that when this wine of divine grace can pour into you, that your chalice can contain and keep, keep receiving more and more and more and, and channeling it. So that's that's uh, that's that's the way um, I would define it. But surrender is a is a big big part. It's 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 just, it's the central part. It's the central part. And like you you were describing, um, you the, the introduction that you gave that it uh, the dance flows in three streams. One is dance technique, movement technique, embodiment techniques, and then wisdom teachings drawing from the Sufi tradition, the divine feminine tradition, and the Taoist, as well as uh, modern science, bringing those together. And then the third stream, which is healing. Already to, to embody these wisdom teachings is healing in itself. But uh, I also bring in the dimension, for, uh, the dimension of Chinese medicine, the chakra system, and neuroscience, so that these three, as ways of healing, so that these three, streams can come together into um, a, a body of water where you can you where you, when you where you surrender and become more and more of who you're meant to be so the dance of oneness how is that taught or how is it structured you you mentioned the elements but mm -hmm. is it is it a workshop is it does it have levels how is it set up how do you teach it it is so yeah workshop format um also you know workshop format like one one-time workshop or an ongoing series uh basically all three of these uh, dimensions these streams intertwine in every workshop but depending on the on the level that i'm teaching um we'll go deeper into one or the or or the other two you know, sometimes the focus, for example, if the focus is um, sacred anatomy or experiential anatomy, then then the emphasis is more on the meridian pathways and how how the wisdom of the body, physiology of the body, and what we can learn from that. In addition to movement, always with always through movement, always through dance. And then other times the emphasis is more on the wisdom teachings, like dancing the divine feminine or awakening sacred feminine wisdom. Then, then we go into the, the tradition of the divine feminine and the different archetypes, the different archetypes of the divine feminine or the sacred feminine and embodying them. And then other times uh, the emphasis is on, on the Sufi path and on whirling on, on the Sama. So it depends on where, where what um, the workshop theme is, but it's always intertwined. These three streams are always moving together. And the movements that you do are they 
are they mainly taken from Persian dance or what types of movements are you are you so the, using? The dance and uh, movement techniques that uh, inform dance of oneness are coming from Persian and other Middle Eastern dances. Um, flamenco, which is another, which is the form that I studied and performed for a long time, um, tai chi, and um, whirling. So these these come together in 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 in, um, in basically in the technique portion. And then you're doing, are you doing choreography or are these, because you said you, perhaps you're focusing on the, the sacred feminine and you're, you're using movement. So how are you doing that? Are you, are you using specific choreography to, to dance the archetypes or is this more free movement or what, um, how do you do that? A combination combination so short choreography or just short sequences and a lot of freestyle you know uh, basically through storytelling about the archetype I, I set the mood I set the set the, um, the vibe and then people through freestyle begin to embody the qualities but yeah of course some 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 little short choreography and um, sequences. So who were your biggest influences as you went on your dance journey? Uh, Rumi. <laughs> uh, I, I love how a friend once said that uh, Rumi was uh, one of the greatest choreographers. And he was. Because, uh, you know, whirling the Samo, uh, which is uh, how we refer to whirling in Persian and in Arabic, Samo as uh, in Turkish. Is, um, is an ancient practice, is an ancient dance. Uh, but the way that we um, see it today, the way that the whirling dervishes, the Mevlevi dervishes, the Mevlevi Sufis have uh, you know, brought it down through time was developed by, by Rumi, by Jalaluddin Rumi. The, the way that you know, the right hand is up and the left hand is down and, and, and that whole um, approach to it. So he, he was a great choreographer. Uh, yeah, a huge influence. He was a huge influence on me. And I was, I've, I'm influenced by everything, Leslie. Uh, you know, nature, the way, the, way um, the ocean moves, the way the trees move in the wind, um, the way people's movement, daily life movement, observing people moving. So all, all forms of movement influence me, I feel. Um, uh, they inspire me a lot, but uh, the main uh, dance dancers that I was moved by, uh, choreographers that I was moved by, were flamenco, flamenco dancers, flamenco choreographers. I that was the, the same, dance that really the same feeling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't dance flamenco, but it was something that really that I was exposed to at a young age and. It really influenced me a lot because I think it, you know, the music and all is came from the Moors. So I think that, you know, it is very similar to me. It's, it, it's a, it's, I don't know. I, I can relate it very much to um, Middle Eastern music and 
and belly dance and all those things. There seems to be some thread that goes through, I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, you know, um, flamenco really is uh, coming from India, from Rajasthan especially. Uh-huh. And, and it's from the gypsies that travel the Silk Road and they move through all of the cultures, taking from all of them. Um, all the way into the Middle East and Eastern Europe and then Africa, Northern Africa, and then landing in Spain. So it, it, is, it is a hybrid form uh, and it, it's taken from all of these cultures. And it, the reason, for, for example, that it appealed to me so much was that I discovered it when, I, when my family and I had to uh, leave Iran because of the revolution. And um, we were, I was in the US and I was absolutely devastated. I, I didn't want to be in the US. I wanted to stay in my country with my family, with my relatives, with my friends. I didn't want to go anywhere. So this, this form that is the form of gypsies, people who had to leave and keep be on the move and land in a strange place with strangers and learn how to be resilient, learn how to be um self-sufficient and and overcome their fears and all kinds of things really appealed to me i felt that oh this is the language of my heart this is how i feel and i had so much anger and sadness and grief and sorrow and this was a form that just like you're talking about alchemy shows you how to alchemize these feelings feel them deeply express them and then through that triumph and 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 transmute it transmute them transform them into something different into joy into into aliveness passion so it's it's that i think that's why so many people relate to it it's just so fiery and strong and that was the other thing i hadn't seen um i hadn't seen a form of dance that showed me that strong woman who is sensual and and charismatic and magnetic, but she contains her power within herself. She doesn't have to please anybody. She doesn't, she's not interested in, do people think I'm pretty? Do, uh, do I feel cute? Do they think I'm this and that? It's, it, it's beyond that. It's like your, your, your strength is, is not about how others see you. So it was like a great modeling for me of the, the strong woman I wanted to step into. And there's something very powerful about the stillness of it. You know, the control, like the, the not moving the body that much, that it's mainly in, in the, I mean, there is movement in the upper body, but that it's in the legs. And, and this pounding of the feet is a great way to, to discharge energy, especially anger. So I'm sure that, um, you know, by stomping on the earth, it's, that's a great way to, to release anger or trauma or all these things. So I think I didn't do flamenco, but I did tap dancing and I found it very cathartic to, (laughs) to really pound my feet on the floor. There's just something about that, that really does release that energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cathartic is the word, exactly. Yeah. Does Persian dance have whirling in it, or is that something that you adopted from more from the the Turkish side, or uh, is that part of Persian dance as well? 
I'm Persian not that dance. familiar with Persian dance, so I'm sure. Persian dance has a lot of turns in it. It's not exactly whirling. Um, it's a it's a form that the form that I love to I like to practice, and I say that because it's it's a very um, widely interpreted form because originally it's a solo improvised dance. And so it's really up to the choreographer and the dancer what their focus is. And a lot of times um, throughout history, throughout the history, Persian history, the dancers were focused on um, lighthearted themes or, or bazaar culture, stuff like that. And what I'm very interested in is more of the poetry and the, the mysticism and the mythology and the, and the shapes, the shapes, the architectural shapes, the shapes that we see in the, in the carpets and in the designs. So, and very much um, the, the wine bearer and the cup bearer that we call this Savi or the muse. So the dancer is like the muse. So she's both very sensual and fluid in her movements, very ethereal very, very celestial. So it's a blending of these two kinds of being. And so a lot of turns, a lot of um, moving in circles is part of that. But um, just to clarify, um, whirling is not just Turkish. Whirling is, is quite ancient, like I said earlier. Um, and the Sufis picked it, the Sufis before Rumi also turned. And this is what Shams, um, Rumi's beloved teacher and companion, brought him. So to, uh, he, he uh, taught him how to whirl and said, this is all you need to let all that you know in your head drop down into your heart and into your body so that you can live what you know. This is the way. This is the most complete practice for, for that surrendering and becoming the channel channel of the divine so whirling well rumi was persian uh, shams was persian but um, they 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 met in turkey rumi you know my, his family migrated to turkey when he was 12 and he lived most of his life in turkey so um yeah just to clarify just mm -hmm. to clarify. no it's very interesting yeah i'm i don't i'm not up on my on my history so <laughs> I appreciate your your letting us understand better what that whole lineage is. Yeah. So let's talk about the sacred feminine. What what is this to you? I think that this is a very important uh, subject because obviously we all define things in our own ways and and they mean different things to different people, but. Unfortunately, I think a lot of times people just take words or phrases or statements and assume that everybody understands what that is or or assume that everybody agrees on what the definition is. And I think it is very different to different people. So what what is the sacred feminine to you? How would you describe her? Yes. So I, I feel, you know, uh, after thousands of years of um, not having a manifest connection with the goddess. And this is the reason you're saying everyone says one thing and who is she exactly? 
is is um, this is the reason. You know, humanity uh, prior to five thousand years ago had a manifest connection with the goddess, uh, but we've lost that uh, for thousands of years. But she's reemerging. She's reemerging in our psyches, and this reemergence is is um, activate, activating a new era in our evolution. And it is opening us to a new ethic of responsibility toward our planet home. And also uh, a new vision of the sacredness of all life and the unity of all life. So she has been traditionally identified as birth, love, beauty, uh, justice, wisdom, compassion, um, harmony, but she's also death. She's also that irresistible power that destroys old forms and brings new ones into being. And she, she is, she's nature and she's our nature. And she's calling to us, she's calling to us in this time to, to protect life, to trust life and to work with her in all that we do and to see her all around us and to hear her, to feel her, to feel how we're not separate from her. And most importantly, what I, I, would, I love to communicate to people is to be her, to be her, to be the qualities that whatever, however way we define her, that quality, those attributes are exactly the attributes that we need to have more of in ourselves, develop more of, so that we can bring, bring that into the world more and more, bring that harmony and balance into a world out of balance. And I think you made an important point about the duality. Um, in my understanding of the sacred feminine, I call her the serpent goddess, where she has these two these two serpents that intertwine and they are the dark and the light and the, 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 the dark sister and the, the goddess or however you want to define them. And I think to me, that's part of the misunderstanding is that very often people define only one of those. When they talk about the sacred feminine, they're talking about maybe something like uh, the Mary Magdalene energy or the or the um, the great goddess or Mother Earth. But again, it, there is that dark side to it and we need to embrace that. Or other people look at only the dark side and and see the the sacred feminine as being this sort of devourer. and and I think that's the importance is to, integrate those two because the feminine is about both and it's not either or which is is very masculine that separation and i hope that it is coming back into our consciousness because i think it it has been lost and it's been lost by women as well as societies and men but i think women have lost it and I think both of us are on that path to try to reawaken that in women. I think dance is a wonderful way to do that because again, going back to what you said before about surrender and becoming the vessel, all of these things can give you that experience of embodiment of 
becoming that the chalice, as you said, uh, that sacred space within ourselves to experience the internal world as opposed to the external world. So mm -hmm. I think that however we can find to bring those things back into our consciousness, and I think dance is a wonderful way to do that because mm -hmm. it does, and it makes you feel your body. And again, the earth mother is, is earth. She's our our physicality as well. Yes, absolutely. The, the you know the body, physic, the physicality, matter, which comes from the word mother, mater, mater, matter, is the domain of the sacred feminine. And re resanctifying the body, resanctifying it, not just seeing and approaching the body as an it, or or. Uh, inferior to the mind inferior to the soul really bringing bringing all of that into a unity bringing the mind body heart soul into a unity and i'm sure there are, you know zillions are am of amazing practices to do that but you and i know and i think people listening to us know that dance is one of the most accessible ways to do that it, it just happens. You don't even have to do anything, really. You just kind of let yourself go, surrender to the music, like you said. And, and before you know it, you, you, you're moving into this, in, in this oneness. In dance, where there is no duality. The op I mean, there's a lot of opposition that comes together and blends, right? We, we, we can't have dance without oppositions coming together right, left, up, down, front, back, or just some examples of that. We ground to you know, open and, and um, fly up, so to speak. We, we experience the groundedness in order to develop lightness. All of these oppositions coming together, coming together. And before we know it, none of them matter really. You're just in this flow, in this flow, and more and more connected and more and more open to let this flow move through you, this flow that is moving through everything. I think we're living at a very exciting time because this is, uh, I think dance is also being redefined. And as you were saying, when you, when you did your, your degree that, they didn't quite understand what you were talking about because I think dance had been seen as something more masculine in that it was choreographed and this more feminine way of just allowing the movement to move through you. I think that is a newer concept. It's not a newer concept. It's a very old concept, but I mean, it's, it's re-emerging and coming out in, in many different ways. But I do think that that is one way that we can really tap into that, the feminine, is by allowing that freedom of movement by being moved from the internal to the external. Yes, truly, truly. And yeah, it is, it is more ancient. That's more of the ancient roots of dance, really dance as a form of worship dance mm -hmm. as a as a as a form of reverence you know and ritual 
where you're you're honoring the goddess, you're celebrating the goddess, and um, sort of getting out of your getting out of your own way and letting letting yourself be danced. And yes, I think that's definitely more and more of what we see, and um, the emphasis on. You, you, I, I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm for myself. I'm very interested in the intersection between total surrender and directed movement. I'm, I'm very interested in that. So how I define my own dance is a hundred percent surrendered and a hundred percent grounded and here. So, and you need that. For example, when you when you're whirling, you need that in, in order to be able to stop without getting dizzy, without falling over. So it's this marriage of the two that I'm interested in. Letting yourself be danced and you're in the service of the greater, but your instrument <clears throat> is trained and it's ready. Your instrument is ready, grounded and centered. And I think we can, we can, I think that that is the the new understanding maybe that we can do we can integrate those opposites we can do both of those things at the same time that we don't have to choose one or the other but we can actually integrate them and it's a very it's a very um interesting feeling that feeling of no mind like to be completely present and to be completely dissolved at the same time and i think to me that is kind of what i'm striving for in the sense that that is the moment that i feel that i've connected is when i can do those two polar opposite things at the same time and 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 be in that and there's no contradiction or there's no um it's not oscillating but it's just in being present in both those things at the same time empty and full so it's like a it's a it's an integration of the feminine and the masculine it's an integration of the yin yang it's both you you know and and the way to both is is giving yourself fully to each one that's how that's how i've experienced it giving yourself giving a hundred percent of yourself to the surrendering and giving 100% of yourself to the grounding, to the centering, to being present. And then these two coming together, dancing in you. It's so exciting. That's my favorite. <laughs> yes. Tell us about your film. Uh, in the Fire of Grace. Yes. So In the Fire of Grace uh, is, is the, a, a journey through... It's a, a journey of spiritual, spiritual seeking. It's a journey of coming to realize your, yourself where the body and soul come into a oneness. Um, it's following the five stages of the path as, as one can interpret from Sufi teachings. So starting with the call, and ending with living as a lover. So going through through the stages. And it's through dance and poetry. I recite the poetry of Rumi in, German, in Farsi in Persian and um, Andrew Harvey 
who is a, is a scholar and a mystic, he recites in English. And in between the dances, we have conversations. We have um, a very, very short conversations that kind of uh, transition us into the, the next dance. So where can we see that film if we, if we want to see it? Uh, it's on um, Amazon Prime okay. and also uh -huh. uh, Vimeo. So on my okay. website, um, to, to look for the uh, link to In the Fire of Grace dance film. Beautiful. Yes, I will look for that. Yeah. So just to kind of round things up, what do you feel, how do you feel that the dance can contribute to society or where we're going in our future? How do you think dance, especially sacred dance, is important for this? Well, you know, it's, it's a bringing together of everything we've been talking about. Sacred dance puts us, brings us into a, a state of reverence. It reminds us of the sacredness of life. We, we learn and remember, remember how everything is interconnected and how each and every one of us, with everything we do, every word we utter, every thought, every feeling, every movement, influence the whole, influence the, the collective, influence uh, our, the biology and this, the um, collective state of everything. So it's coming in touch with how we are individuals yet interconnected and plus the the benefits of dance dance is one of the greatest ways especially sacred dance to come into um to embody ourselves to to develop this um, integration between our body heart and mind and soul you know these days we we hear a lot about brain uh, mind and heart coherence head and heart coherence but there's also the body part that needs to come into this equation. Body, heart, head, coherence is what will bring us into wholeness, into um, remembering that we're divine beings. We're divine beings on this planet. And our task is to uh, take care of and protect our precious planet and evolve together. Uh, I feel sacred dance is, um, an amazing reminder of that. And it also develops in us the ability to be resilient, to be adaptable, to be um, flexible, to um, be more embodied. Because many of us, many of us are in our, live in our heads mostly. So through dance, we learn to come more into our body so that we're not just in our heads where our capacity is so much less than when we are embodied and, and we're so much more prone to stress and worry and fear and all of those things. When we, when we learn to be more embodied and, and ground ourselves and connect with the earth, we have more capacity to, to respond to situations instead of react. Um, and dance is this invitation really the invitation to come into wholeness, come into 
and interconnectedness with others. Because dance, you know, we dance by ourselves, but mostly dance is something we do together. It's, it's, it's bringing ourselves into rhythm with others and into alignment with others, which is where we're going, which is where, which is what can really um, save us from, from the pathway of destruction is coming together and feeling our unity, which is, um, which is what dance initiates us into so beautifully. And to remind us that we're part of a community, that we are part of a whole, and that we can yeah. dance together. Com Earth community, galactic community, cosmic community, right? It gets more bigger and bigger and bigger. And joy. I think that that one thing about dance is also the joy that it brings. That it's it's fun, you know we we get very serious and in our heads about things and i think that it can remind us that that we can just have fun too and and yes move. that's like that's key joy in in, <laughs> in a few seconds in just a matter of seconds yeah. you you just open to yeah. joy and yeah. you're able to then rejuvenate and refresh yourself and then you have a whole new attitude it's it's remarkable it's remarkable and the other thing that uh, for me is very um, amazing about dance is that we really get to sense, especially sacred dance, we really get to feel that it's your soul moving, the subtle movement of the soul, so that body and soul become one. It's no, no longer a duality, no longer this opposition and you know soul superior to body or whatever. It's they operate, they, they, they vibrate as one. That's true. I, I hadn't thought about that. And, and there are probably not that many occasions to have that experience. I mean, unless you're having a very potent, uh, you know, uh, unique experience, but uh, again, as something that, that we do, or we, I suppose that that many religions, maybe that's what their their goal is. But for me, yes, I think that 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 would be a time when I would experience my soul. I hadn't thought about that. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. 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 Wow. So tell us about up and coming events that you have. What's what's on the horizon for you? I have a few things coming up actually. Um, I'll be doing a free event called Embody the Power of the Feminine through Sacred Sufi Dance. And this is going to be a, a talk as well as um, a guided practice, a short practice to come in touch with, um, give, to give you a taste of the dance of oneness and to awake, awaken the feminine energies that we need today so much to usher in this new vision of the sacredness of, and unity of life. This is going to be on July 12th, Tuesday, July 12th, and it's at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and then there will be a replay on July 16th. And in this, in this talk, I will be talking about, um, in this free event, I will be talking about the new course that I'm doing, which is uh, a 12-week um, course uh, starting on July 26th called Liberate Your Body with Sufi Dance. 
And this is an initiation into the wisdom of the body and the healing power of the sacred feminine. Um, a convergence of coming home to the body, finding ease in your own skin, and learning about the physiology of some of the organs as well as the meridians for pathways of energy in the body. Self-healing through the use of acupressure and movement and dancing to embody the different sacred feminine archetypes as they correspond to the chakras. And uh, also discovering the hidden aspects of the Sufi path as a sacred feminine path of embodied love. Um, after that, um, well, that's going to be from July to October. And in the middle of that, August 13th to 19th is going to be um, a, a retreat, a, an immersion that I'm doing after two years of not doing any, not holding any in-person <laughs> yes. events. I'm so excited to be back in person with people. Uh, this is going to be called, this is called Venus Rising, Regenerating Love from August 13th to 19th in Chartres, France. And uh, our sessions are um, taking place in the Chartres Cathedral and as, as well as uh, a location that's uh, next to it. Wow. Chartres is a, is a powerful vortex and site for transformation. Yes. We will be spending a lot of time in the cathedral itself with rituals, walking the labyrinth, singing and dancing in the times when the cathedral is not open. So we're, we're very blessed to be able to go in the mornings before it opens and in the evenings after it closes to do our uh, rituals and to just bask in the silence of this amazing, amazing temple. Um, and uh, this, uh, I'm, jo I'm, jo I'm joining other faculty for this, Andrew Harvey and Eve Ensler, uh, whose name now is V, um, uh -huh. and others, Ruth Cunningham, Jim Garrison, Apila Colorado, others. So it's a, it's a really come, it's a coming together of different uh, teachers and artists. Wow. And people come from all over the world to this um, event normally when we've had it before the pandemic. So it's, it will be a reunion as well as um, welcoming new people. It's, it's really about through dance, through singing, through discourse and uh, being together to really um, bring ourselves into a place of um, regenerating love so we can heal ourselves and our world. And this location has been for, for eons, a place that people have come for uh, seeking healing, seeking transformation. So if we can't do it in this sacred site, I don't know where we can do it. Um, <laughs> it's a good place to begin. <laughs> it's a great place to begin. And uh, finally, I have uh, every uh, last Sunday of the month, I have um, this workshop series called Living in Harmony. Uh, so the next one will be on Sunday, July 31st. And, and each time we will be, uh, each time in this Living in Harmony um, workshops, we, we embody one of the elements um, that you know we're in, whether it's water, earth, fire, or air. And we will be in Leo season. So we will be um, dancing to embody the fire element and the energy of the lion. <laughs> yep. We have the lion's gate then too, yeah. Lion's Beautiful. Gate, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so if people want more information, they can go to your website. Yes, that's um, danceofoneness.org, 
D-A-N-C-E-O-F-O-N-E-N-E-S-S dot O-R-G. And also, if people want to connect with you on Facebook. Um, that's at Banafshe Sayad. My name, just without a break. And you're on Instagram. At Banafshe Dance. Don't forget there's an H at the end of Banafshe. So B-A-N-A-F-S-H-E-H-D-A-N-C-E. And then you also have a YouTube channel. Yes, Dance Mystical, one word, Dance Mystical. So there are many ways to connect. And you said that the, your, the movie, there's a link to that on your, on your website? Yes, and okay. we can put that, we can add that link mm -hmm. in as well. Yes, and I'll, I have the, the links in the show notes to all her social media, to her website, and also to this up and coming event. So check the show notes for, for links. And all for right. the film, you can also look up In the Fire of Grace on Amazon Prime or Vimeo. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. And it's been lovely to, to chat with you, <laughs> talk thank about my you. favorite subjects. So, so uh, thank you for that. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk about my favorite subject too. It's been a joy talking with you. It's been a delight. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so I'm just going to quickly tell you about what's coming up next month. I have Sophia Tom, she's the creator and CEO of Temple Body, Body Arts, and that will be released on the 14th of August. So thank you, thank you for being here, and please check out the other episodes if this is sacred dance is a, a topic that interests you, then then you've come to the right place. So so check those out. And I hope that you will continue to listen or watch the episodes in the future. All right. Thank you for being here. Bye bye. <laughs>